What's good? It's your boy Jazz Coffee, also known as Jesse, and we're back with the Bibbas that speak truth. Now, before the podcast start, you should follow me on the Insta, the Twitters, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jazz Coffee JTD. Also, look for my podcast, Jazz Coffee Corner. Now, let me introduce the next person coming up here, a Shaq, also known as Sedeke. Tell him what's good, Shaq. What's up? It's your boy Shag. Y'all should do. Y'all should follow my art page on Instagram. The decade underscore six. I'm gonna spell it out for you real quick. S A D E K E underscore ninety six. Now go give that a quick follow. Go like what's up. I'm gonna go pass it on to my boy Harold. Harold. What up, people? It's your boy Harold. People know me as Harold, and that's a lot not really known to you until now. I go by Harold. You can follow me on Instagram at ANT underscore Kodak. Like the camera. Who's next? That would be me. Hello, people. It's Ray Live. Known as Ray. And you know what? You should follow me. Follow me where you at? You should follow me on Instagram at RayLive underscore TV. But wait, there's more. You can also follow me on YouTube. That's Ray Live TV. So, let's just get to the next person. Hi, mate. Yo, 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 dog. Tis I, a friendly minority. It's your boy, Jamie. I am here, and you should follow me at my photography page. At Photogenesis. That is at P-O-H-O-T-O. Genesis, boy. You need to go ahead and follow it. So I will be the one starting off the bibbers today. And I have a little story time for you guys. You guys ready to hear? Let's go. Story time. Okay. So um, it's just uh, a couple years ago, back when I was back at the old stone, the old alma mater, and I was with Ray Live, Sedeke, and my boy Jesse. Hell wasn't there yet. For some whatever reason, we don't talk about him. He's not that important. But we'll go ahead and keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We were on an adventure because Jesse had just graduated from his other school. And what was that school called, Jesse? Spartanburg Methodist College, SMC, the place to be. So why did you come to Limestone if it was the place to be? Because I graduated (laughs) with that associate's degree. You could have stayed longer. I mean, a two-year school, Harold. I don't think you understand how that school works. <laughs> nah, I know, how it, I, I know how it works. Yes. So, um, Jesse you know, graduated there a couple months prior, and he got invited back for a party. And we all went. It was me, Ray Live, as I said, so decade, Jesse, and was Jared there or no? Yes. Shaq's brother. Yeah. Shaq's brother. Jared. <laughs> so Jared was there. So we all went and we were having a good time. And that was when we had the plan. And the plan emerged. From that point on, we would go on the hunt for bitches. Always from that point on, for about I'm gonna say about a good maybe what two months, guys. 
we were going out like every other weekend. We'd go to Spartanburg, and we'd be hunting for bitches. That's true. We did. We did make some stops. <laughs> we made some stops. Where was that? And uh, what was it? We went to, what was it? It was uh, Wofford College, where we were in the cafeteria. Or was that oh, a yeah, that was Wofford. That was Wofford. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't think Shaq had game. <laughs> I'm sorry. He went up to Shaq walked up to the honey and was just commencing to spit Mella game. My boy had some sauce. Now, I'm not I'm not talking like Alfredo sauce. That's too white. We all black here. Now, we all know. <laughs> now, I'm talking like... That ragu is not praying over. You know what I'm saying? Saucy up in here. What a bitch! I was so proud of him. And that was what I knew. That was one of my best friends. Oh, you're not tall. Oh, hear me. You're not tall. Then right after that, me and Ray Live was just like, you know, maybe Shaq will be the one to get some blood. Yeah, that's right. Like, huh? Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, like, so that memory really stuck out to me for, for like, the main reason of, like, we were always, I think that was what cemented, like, the friendship for us four predominantly. Because, like, I didn't do that with any other friend in my life. And I just felt like that was just, like, a unique bonding experience. We all knew and anticipated we weren't going to get any girls. But it was the fact that we went out, we put ourselves out there, and we were just having fun. It was more of going out that I was enjoying than actually talking to women. Y'all feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it was, it like was the Speaking of our Boris and Deke, he got himself a Valentine's date. Yeah. Valentine's. Valentine's. What? Yeah, I did. Being oh, saucy yeah. out here. Yeah, you know. He is being mega saucy. Sadiq, go ahead and tell us about it, dog. What's going on? What's going on? Okay, so, um, so, I had a few days ago at work, and I'm not going to tell the girls that, you know, just, you know, because, and where I work at, just because, um, we will call this girl Kiki. So, Kiki! I love oh, me. my goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I was just talking about the dog, like, hey, what you doing for now? So, like, you know, this is what it was, it was doing. And Kiki said, you know, I'm just be home, just do some wine, and just eat. I was like, oh. I said, that's really sophisticated. She was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, you go do your thing. So, you know, I'm in the back just chilling. He's like, hey, Shaq, you know what? What's the thought of thing with me? I said, you know what? Sure. So she was like, what do you want to go do? I, I said, you want to go to Red Lobster? She's like, Red Lobster? I said, yeah, with a chair of biscuits. Yo, he's like, this nigga fancy. Okay, I, I wasn't say fancy, but then I was like, really? They got good biscuits. I mean, but look, look, you you can say it's not fancy, but you can spend like a hot seventy six dollars, maybe eighty dollars and twenty two cents at a red lobster. I'm not gonna say it's fancy, but I'm gonna say you can spend a pretty penny there. Anything close to a hundred dollars, I'm gonna say it's near fancy. I mean, you can spend a lot of any given restaurant on that level. I mean, I'm not spending that much in an Olive Garden, only getting the never-ending pasta. The most I've ever spent in an Olive Garden with maybe a beer is probably 16 up. I've never racked up a date tab like that at an Olive Garden or a Carabas. 
Because when you go to Olive Garden with the girl, you know you're going to Olive Garden for the endless pasta, which is a deal in itself. <laughs> 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 oh, can I go ahead and get me the steak, bitch? You know you only eating pasta. Don't you dare order no meat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one is, day. She can oh, give me a dog, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Welcome back to the Bibbas that speak truth. Now, time to start off with the topics for conversation. First topics is about battle royale games. Are there too many of them? Me, I don't really play them. Some other fools in this call plays them, but I don't like them really. I play a little bit of Fortnite, but not really. Have never played PUBG. Never played Paladins. Well, Paladins ain't one. Never played Apex game, which recently released, but we got someone, some people in this episode that do. So, what y'all think about Battle Royale games? Well, let me go ahead and start off by saying yes, yes, there are way too many Battle Royale games. We got the Call of Duty. We got the Fortnite. We got Apex. We got that one game that'll be made by an indie developer that looks pretty dope with magic and shit, but no one cares about it. But other than that, I feel like there are way too many. No, it's oversaturating the market. And it, I, I don't know. Like, yes, you can have like 100 people in a game of Fortnite. But like, are, won't you get tired of playing that every single day? What? Why can't my niggas just play Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah. I feel like they're missing out on some day one game. So a person that plays them pretty often is Ray Live. Ain't that right, Ray? Um, actually, not really. So what is your take on this whole... On this whole... No, I'm not going to... Predominantly, I'm going to talk shit about Fortnite. So everyone just accept that right, right now. What is your whole thing about Fortnite? What is so fun about the game? Oh, okay. So, I guess Fortnite's alright. You know what I mean? It was fun, especially when I first came out because, you know, I wasn't able to play PUBG because that was on PC and before it came out on the Xbox One. So, that was just a game I could play. And it had the whole... Well, you know what? Before I talk about what it had, like, I followed Fortnite when it was announced at E3, like... I think it was 2014, 
and that was the original mode, which is called Save the World in the game. And I thought it looked interesting, so I was waiting for this game to come out just to, you know, try it out. And then when I saw the name Fortnite years later, I was like, this sounds familiar, but this isn't what I remember it being. They're like, oh yeah, we have that mode. It's just we made a battle royale mode because why not? I was like, okay, okay, whatever. You know, it's free to play, so you can't say no to free, right? So, you know, it was fun while uh, I played it. They, you know, they try to put things in there that change it up every now and then and every season with new characters and new items and the change of the map. But these other games, that have come out of the circus, such as, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like you got the free to play ones and you got the ones that you have to like buy, like Black Ops, because you gotta buy, buy Black Ops, uh, play the um, the battle royale mode on that game, so you're paying sixty bucks to play Fortnite, but Call of Duty, so. so yeah, but isn't PUBG also like a... Is it a third-person shooter or is it a first-person? It's a third-person, but PUBG came out before Fortnite. Like yeah. Like a whole... Yeah, like a whole yeah. six months before Fortnite. Yeah, yeah so with, with Call of Duty, it, it would play like a Call of Duty game, so it was a first-person, a little bit more fast-paced since it was a Black Ops title. And then also, the Rival 2 Call of Duty... Uh, Battlefield, their latest game also had a battle royale mode, so you would pay to play that as well. As well, then you have the smaller one like um, what's it called, Realms Royale, which is made by the people that made Paladin. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the game I was thinking of earlier. And then now we have the new. Apex Legends, which is made by the people that did Titanfall. Speaking so of Apex, new... yes, Harold, your take on Apex, since you've been playing that a lot lately. Okay, so my take on Apex, I actually really enjoy Apex. Yeah, it's just your typical, it's your typical but not typical Battle Royale game. It's really Black Ops and Overwatch put together and I know that's what that's what some people play majority of and it's not Fortnite. You don't have to worry about building anything. You don't have to worry about, you know, like hiding too much because this game what it what it generally does in in uh well let's talk about Fortnite. In Fortnite is if, especially if you do squads because that's primarily what Apex is. If you do squads in Fortnite, it is four. It is a four-man squad at the max, and then it just takes a lot of time because yeah, you have to circle winding you down. However, you like people make these buildings, and you got to worry about tearing the building down first and going in them. Whereas in Apex, you don't have to worry about doing any building because really in Fortnite, that's your main tool to use in trying to survive, and, and that can be tiresome, like. Why worry about building something and shooting when in Battle Royale you just really need to shoot, right? Am I wrong? True. I'm not wrong. All right. I mean, yeah. So, so in Apex, what that does, that eliminates the whole building cycle. 
as well, um, when you play the gameplay of um, of um, Apex, it also gives you it gives you good hints of like what kind of ammo you need. Like for example, say if I got a um, if I got a um, say I got an AR, and there's certain there's certain weaponry or ammunition that I need. But like there's something called energy ammo, heavy ammo, light ammo. It gives certain distinction like coloration and everything like that. So the game is helpful and it's user friendly. But when you want to play squads, that's the only mode there is. So if you try to jump into your game by yourself, you're going to get two randoms playing with you. And that can also eliminate the factor. It always gives you a way to play. And you can always branch off from your squad. I mean, it just shows your skill level whether you survive or not. But in my personal opinion, I find Apex to be way better than Fortnite. All because, I mean... Shaq and Raylock can attest to this too because I played with both. I played with Shaq today. I played with Raylock yesterday. When it looks more realistic, it's easier to aim. I don't know what it is, but when it looks more realistic, it's just easier. Am okay. I wrong? Yeah. Okay. So, like how we were saying, how like the aesthetic and how it looks makes it easier to aim and stuff. Games first person and like that type of shooting style. That's a more of what I am used to. So yeah, same. I am actually a better shot with that because I did kill people while me and Harold was playing. So yeah, like in that game, I was getting more kills than like Fortnite. So uh-huh. and, and it's, 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 it's it's honestly more challenging as well. Like let's say your player, um, one of your teammates gets knocked down. Okay. There's two there's two ways that you have to revive them if they completely die. If they get knocked down, they get knocked down, you have to revive them. Easy. But then once they flat out die, I believe you have ninety seconds in order to pick up your player's so called box or whatever. I don't know if they have a name. Uh, right the banner. It's a banner. Yeah, you have to pick up yeah. you have to pick up the player's banner. And then when you pick up their banner, you can always respond them, but it's not always easy. It's not just a matter of uh you pick up their banner and you can pick them up right then and there. No. You have to take them to a respawn station and then if you don't die trying to get there, then you can respawn your character. Which yeah, makes the game a little bit challenging. That's what I was seeing and I was I was wondering like I was like, you know, that looks like a pretty unique battle style. It looks more it looks both more complex and more fun than Fortnite, and I guess that's what was make alluring me to want to play the game. You know, as I told you guys prior, you know, prior to us recording this, I wanted to actually check out Apex because it looks yeah. different from the traditional battle royale games that we've been getting, where it's just kind of like you know, it drops you somewhere, and there's not really too much to think about, um, or you're thinking about one thing too much, which for Fortnite was building. You know, and with that whole respawn system, I think that was what was making me more interested because I was like, you know, that's a that's a very unique concept, taking them over to a respawn station as opposed to, you know, you just going over there holding square, you know, some key on your keyboard to revive them. I thought that was just yeah. very innovative from what I was seeing. Yeah. And if, 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 if I can add on, um, that is one thing that I do like about Apex better. You mentioned... Um, dropping from the sky, choosing a random location. Even though in Apex, they are random locations, however, when you open the map, there's a legend on the bottom right of the screen. There's one to where you see where, there's one to where it says something like hot tier, 
which basically means that's where all where majority of the loop's gonna be. So, and then there's also where uh, respawn begins to where when you you know die, you can hurry up and respawn your character. And there's also a loop ship. There is a aircraft in the sky. Oh, with and the balloons, right? Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. Well, uh, in that yeah, they have better methods of transportation. And there's the like I mentioned earlier, the uh, the loop ship, and it basically has more loot than the hot tier in on the map. And so basically, a lot of players are going to go towards that, try to loot up and run. And then that's that's basically Death Valley. Either you go or you die. Yeah. Okay. Which in that oh, case yeah. kind of relates it to Tilted Towers for Fortnite, because a lot of people will land there and try to get good stuff out of it without trying to die. Yeah. Also, I also saw this one thing to where it was like, um, when you drop in, you don't just, you know, you can branch off, but like you drop in as a team, like all of you, you know, drop in as a unit, like you can branch off to different places if you want to, but you know, the game rewards you primarily for staying as a group and doing mostly teamwork, which I thought was pretty good. In Fortnite, you just kind of have to find your, find your other guys, find your other members, and then just be like, hey, uh, you guys, where we dropped the whole thing. You know? Where we exactly. dropped it. Like, I, like, it just takes that whole thing away, and I kind of I kind of like that, too. Okay. Because what, what Raylon and Shaq and others that I play with, what they hate about me is, especially Shaq, I would just be like, hey, guys, when are we jumping? And then I'll just jump off randomly. But instead of this game, you actually have to work strategically as a team and be like, okay, when you want to jump. And it also gives you suggestions and pins and all other sorts of kind of stuff. And I just find it, I find it way better because I used to hate you. And then um, the first Black Ops came out, and I was like, hey, this is pretty lit. And then Fortnite came about, I was like, yeah, this is fun. But Apex is a game that I, I can actually thoroughly enjoy. I remember I was telling Shaq today, I was like, yo, can we actually fight people? Because I want to get better. <laughs> My thing, because Apex to me looks like, and this is kind of like the last thing I want to say before I bring up something else really quick. It's going to be in the same realm of Battle Royale game. And I know I already said there's too many, but if, if I'm going to have a Battle Royale game, I'm going to be selfish about it. But um, yeah. what Apex seems to me what it can be, because not everyone is the same character yet. They all have like their own abilities and their own, yeah. not, they don't have emotes, but they have like special kills, right? Like is what they have, right? Other character. Yeah. It seems like yeah. it could be either the, not the Borderlands, I'm not going to say Borderlands, but it seems like it could be the Overwatch. Like, they could put in, they can make tons of characters for this game and just put them in, and everyone's going to pick different characters based on, like, their character's abilities and what they can do and, like, their finishing moves, and they could just, like, go nuts with it. And Overwatch, you know, it was very successful for doing that. So, so I feel like this has the potential of being the quote-unquote Overwatch of the battle royale scene, if you guys yeah. agree, with me. yeah, I think it's it could be the Overwatch of the battle royale scene. Definitely. The thing is, if they do, like, <coughs> more characters, which I don't know. Um, what's happening is, is they're going to produce seasons. So the first season comes oh, out in March. <laughs> yeah, the first season comes out in March, and with each season, I believe one or two new legends will appear. Now, the question is, now, since it is a free-to-play game, we would more than likely have to unlock them. 
It could be like the two. It could be like Mirage and the other guy that's in there now, to where you could continue to fight and you continue to get um, Apex packs, and then you yeah. could potentially gain that currency in order to lock, unlock those characters. If that's the method, I'm all for it because I know with Fortnite, I I, I don't spend money on Fortnite. thinking about that as well. I was thinking about that as well. Now, Ubisoft also developed For Honor, which me and the Bibbas have started playing. Now, if they could add on a mode similar to a Battle Royale on For Honor, that would be something. Exactly. I feel like the Battle Royale scene is just dominated by first-person shooters. I feel like, you know, I feel like this will probably overclock everyone, everyone's PCs, their Xbox One S's, their X's, and PS4 Pro's. This will take them to their absolute limit. Put in NPCs, drop in 60 players, and just, like, have them assassinate each other. Have big, um, big area battles to where, like, the NPCs can leave and scatter out. And everyone can have, like, a big full-armed style of battle. Because, yeah. like, in actuality, like, on Fortnite, like, oh, well, yeah, you get dropped in an island. On, on Apex, you get dropped into these into these zones. But, like, that's not that's not how the assassins roll. They all kind of, like, you know, get plopped. What, they go where they are. They know who their targets are. And they go, and they go ham. So I'm just like, why not, you know? I feel like that would be a big Big seller, yeah. I would definitely love that. It would definitely okay. want to see that. I'll Especially the weapons and combat styles you can do. It'd be, it'd be crazy. I feel like that'd be like like a new. I don't want to say like new, but like like I, I, would, I would like to try out that game. Like you know, I I would play it. 
Now, in the ranking of Battle Royales we have right now, so the Bibbers all agree Apex is at the top. Apex is, I will say Apex is not at the top yet, but it's, Apex is gonna give, it's gonna, um, it's gonna give uh, Black Ops Battle Royale mode a good run for its money because it is a free-to-play and easier to access. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the black you can't beat free. You can't beat free. If you if you if you'd rather pay for a game, you're nuts. I'm sorry. If you'd rather pay for a full blown game just to play a certain mode, whether you can play it for free, you're nuts. <laughs> right, and I guess that's why Fortnite blew up as much as it did because it was free. One kid told his friend, "Hey, I'm gonna play Fortnite." He's like, "What's that?" You know. Johnny, I want to play Fortnite. Mom, I want to play Fortnite. I need to get your credit card. And then it's like, oh, no, Johnny, you're a pussy. I'm not giving you my credit card. <laughs> and mom pushes him down on the ground and calls him a punk. Spits on him because he's being a little punk bitch but want to play Fortnite all the time. So those are the kinds of kids I imagine playing Fortnite. I'm not saying, like, anyone's predominantly bad for wanting to play, but I think your mom pushes you down on the ground and spits on you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Now, like, question. So big, like they had a tournament in like a, a huge old soccer coliseum. Wow. Question. So around E3 time. So with that tournament, Ninja and Marshmallow won. <laughs> right now, the battle royales are like a subgenre of first-person shooters. Do you well, think? I'll say the subgenre of the. Shooters. I would say first, first. Well, you know, yeah, shooters, shooters. Do you think battle royales could become a genre of their own? No, I'm not saying it couldn't be a genre of its own because, like, the only ones that make it is genre of its own really is I can't even say Fortnite because Fortnite has a whole other mode to it that you could play if you wanted to. Like, so what? The only game that solely does battle royale is PUBG, Realms Royale, and Apex Legends. Yeah. Any other thoughts about Battle Royales before we move on? Um, just like we said, I would like to see a different type of genre take on the Battle Royale game. And we can all agree on that. Yep. Alright, this next subject is about a complex magazine article about the Super Bowl halftime show in that in that article they claim that the halftime show was kind of racist for having an all white drumline performing it well mostly white drumline performing it and that drumline came from Equinox percussion down in Georgia 
what's the Bibba's thoughts about this article? I feel it, that is extremely, extremely, 100% ignorant. And I say yeah. that, I say that because the first thing we see as uh, as people, not even in the world, America, the first the first thing that we see is race. We don't see we don't see what someone's doing for one another. We don't see the impact on lives. We honestly see race, and it it's actually real. As coming from someone that is a percussionist, it's really sad. To where people can't do what they love because it's about race. Because yeah. someone sees the majority of Caucasians in a drum line. Okay, well, if, if you want to change that, have your, like, if you're of a different ethnicity, go out and do it. Don't blame because they're white that they're taking over. No, I mean, they're doing their passion. And there was, there, I mean, who cares if they're a majority white? They're doing what they love. And that's yeah. what we, as a, I mean, I can say as African-Americans or black people, that's what we do. We're double-sided. We're like, oh, yeah, the black people, oh, we're, we're going high up. We're going high up. But then when they see a white man or Asian or Hispanic or uh, Native American, when they see them doing what they do or their heritage, they want to call them out and be like, no, nah, y'all can't do that or not even that they can't do that. It's like, oh, that's that white people stuff, or oh, that's that Hispanic stuff. Like, okay, that's their culture. Like, we as we as black people or African Americans, we get so upset when someone tries to quote unquote copy our heritage or copy our style. And I do understand that we fought for that. Um, African Americans have basically fought for what they've had their entire you know their entire heritage. But you got to think there there was Asian. Um, there was Asian slavery, there was Hispanic slavery. Hell, we even kicked Native Americans off of our land. Well, technically white men did, but whatever. But they were still kicked from their land. So just for them to be like, oh, it was primarily a race thing. No, it wasn't. They were just drummers. They do what they do. They do what they love. And if you have a problem with that, just because they're white, then what person does that truly make you for noticing that they're primarily white first. I mean, who knows? Some just in that area, it might be a predominantly white area. It might be a predominantly black area. Who knows? They're just doing what they love to do. And for someone to be like, "Oh, that's racist," that's really disappointing. Any other takers mm -hmm. on this subject? Um. Okay. So, on this subject, I kind of I agree with Harold on because you know we're. Most of us are musicians is in this group, so we know how you know we. If we want to do something, we will go out and do it. And what we see is just musicians doing what we love to do. It's just to go out, play music for people, and have a great time while doing it. So, one reason why this is an issue is why because of the Black America of of the world. Well, yeah, it's because that it was located in one of the biggest hubs for African Americans, which is Atlanta, Georgia. So when you think Atlanta, you some people automatically just think, oh, okay, so we're going to have like this blackout of everything. So we're 
expecting to see this be black, with like this be black. If you turn around, what you're going to see, you're going to see black. So, one thing when they did the whole picking who's going to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, when they picked out who's all going to be in it, like who are the little outside groups that we're going to let in just to perform out on the halftime stage, one of the most watched stages that you can see. And when they don't see the good old African-American side for just a split second, where it should be, we have a problem because we expect something and we're not seeing it. And that's just people on the outside looking in because, but I mean, I love Atlanta and all that stuff, but it, you have you have white people that stay there. You you have a whole you have a whole set of demographics that stay down there too. It doesn't have to be black. Sure, in the beginning of the Super Bowl, I forget their names, but they did America the Beautiful. Um, Aretha Franklin, I believe, did the national anthem. Yeah. Like, like, okay, that's what people expected to see for most for most of like performance wise. But you know, we had Maroon Five come out. I won't pick on their performance much. I feel like Maroon Five did their part. I feel like the added features could have been more more on their part. But just the self fact that somebody had to look at this and say, Hey, why isn't there enough African Americans on this drum line. It's just <clears throat> crazy, it's just stupid, and I'm mad that this had to become an article for people to talk about. One hundred percent right on that one, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like I I I, I, do, like, I feel like that's just uh Well Shaq, like, what's your take on it considering that you're not a musician? Like, I, I want to hear your take on it. Well, from what I've heard, you know, like, I don't see how it's racist, because, like, you know, because, like, from what, y'all been, from what y'all been saying, like, they're just, you know, people that just want to do what they love, you know. I don't I don't see why it has to be, like, a race thing, you know. I feel like it shouldn't be, like, racist to do, what, like, what you love, you know, what, what you, you know, what you, you know, like what you want to do, what you want to play. I feel like it shouldn't be like a race thing. But, but that's just me. That's just me. Jamie, your thoughts about this? So part of my part of my like issues with it is, and you guys are one hundred percent right. You know, we we all I think I feel like we're all on the same page here. Is that the movie Drumline kind of skewed? The perception of how drum, drumline, marching band, and any other kind of like any you know any of that any of that realm of you know musicianship is represented. You know, I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, the thing is to add on the fact the school that they use in that movie, Atlanta A and T. So you think that for the area as well. Yeah, so I'm I'm just I don't know why like everyone's like oh well we need more black representation we need this we need that well I was happy that a indoor drum line was getting represented at all 
Right, and now everyone right. knows everyone knows Ben. Everyone knows Ben at the college, SC State, Jackson State, all these other colleges that are HBCUs. They've done Super Bowl shows. They've done Coachella with Beyonce. They've done yeah, all yeah. these other things with all these top name artists, all these recording labels, all this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, well, when are the you know, the small time, and I'm not going to say, well, WGI or, you know, DCI is small time, but where are these small time indoor groups or any of these just ragtag group of musicians from high school to, like, the age of 22 to 23 when they age out, all these kids of different races, there's Asian kids in drum corps, there's black kids, white kids, Hispanics, it doesn't matter what you are, it should just be about the music and the fact exactly. that... And I'm I'm just, I'm not gonna say I'm disgusted with Complex, but I'm disappointed in Complex right. for posting an article like this because Complex I'm not gonna say they're like the most I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they're the most respected of media outlets, but I'm gonna say that enough people read Complex, you know, new releases or watch it to believe that, you know, and they should not have put that out there. And it, it honestly, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth about how they perceive a lot of these, you know, these new strides and developments in the black community or in any community. And I feel like it really set us back. It, 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 I can 100% agree, because, like, you got to think. I mean, Rayla, myself, and I, well, actually, all of us except for Shaq, we've been in the world of WGI. And when we're out there, we're not thinking of race. We're not thinking of, you know, what am I having for lunch? You're really just trying to put all what you have into your performance. And so that's one thing that makes it sad. Like, those kids, um, when I say kids, I mean, like, they're our age, 23, 22, et cetera. Some of them are younger than us. When when they were out performing, they weren't thinking, oh, man, look at this. Uh, We're all white, one black guy, or whatever. No, they're... They're there, they have a show, they got to perform the show, and you perform it to your heart's content. And for many of them, or I could probably say all of them, that was their first time ever having a stage like the Super Bowl. You got to think. Right. That, don't, that's nothing that you just think you about when you're in that position. Like, oh, yeah, I'm in right. like a WDI. Like, oh, you're going to play a football. What? Exactly. Like, yeah. Even even the biggest pop stars, like, it's not something you sign up for. They ask you, and I'm pretty sure Equinox didn't ask to be in the Super Bowl. That's something that the city of Atlanta or the uh, or the state of Georgia had to be like, yo, this is a really talented group, and for them to even spot out that talent just so they can be in the Super Bowl is huge. Right? It's huge. It, yeah. It's 100 huge. Like, you got to think like. The the world of music and the arts goes unrecognized every single day, and so for one big city to to spot out a WGI group, a world class group at that of maybe thirty individuals, maybe a little less than thirty individuals, just to spot out and be like, hey, we know what you guys do. We want to have you showcase to the world or to the nation of what you guys, what's your potential, and it it, it it's, it's incredible. Just to have that experience, because not many people can say I performed in the half in the halftime of the Super Yeah, right. Exactly, man. So, like, like I said, the fact that Complex posted an article that even posed this question 
is ridiculous. You know, I feel like not only in the black community, but in American society, we take one step forward. We're crying. We want equality. We want this. We want that. Well, if we want all of this, then stop posting stupid articles like this. Stop putting us in a position to where we have to ask these kind of questions when it doesn't need to be asked. When it needs to be asked, then sure, go ahead, bring up those topics. But when there's actual strive in other areas where there needed to be advancement, then don't do that. Because all it does is it makes us look bad as Americans, and it just makes us look super short-minded. So I, I can't, I, I don't know. I'm going to just, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and leave that where it is, and I don't know. Okay. Like I said, complex, do better. Okay. Complex, just the uh, black community just needs to be better. So this also poses a question for I, most, I'm going to say most, most Americans probably don't know about WGI, DCI. Do you think this could possibly shed a bad light on those organizations due to complex Not being a... Um, Not at all. It's not should, at all. It should, but if it, if it does, that's honestly despicable. If it yeah. does, that's truly despicable. I'm going to say when, so for the people that read this article and try to figure out, well, what's this whole WGI thing? And they see all of these groups just around the nation and it's just like, oh, okay. And, and you also got to, oh, go ahead, Ray, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And, and, and just look at it and it's not going to change things. At the least, Equinox is going to be recognized as the WGI group that played at the Super Bowl. That's, you're you're going to see them and be like, oh, this is the group that played during the Super Bowl halftime show. Then people gonna, like people that's watching them, if they get the chance to talk to them later on, it'll talk to them about, like, hey, how was the experience? How everything going and whatnot. Yeah, right. Not the fact like, oh, such and such said, complex such that's about you about this. They're probably just going to brush it off and be like, hey, they talked about it. Hey, there was, now, one thing that I will say that was positive, there was a news group, I don't know who it was, down in Atlanta, but they did mention the group Equinox and them performing at the halftime show. They got along, they got alongside with some of those members that reside in Georgia or Atlanta, and they were like, yeah, it's a great experience. But you also got to think, like, the people that are bashing Equinox, you got to think, that's just one group. And we talk about WGI, like, it's not just the the 20 groups or whatever n- number amount of groups that there are that are world. You got to see there's different classes. You got Scholastic, Independent, World, Open, and then you also, like, have, you have WGI Wins, WGI Guard, before you keep going, Harold, I have to emphasize to the audience, WGI and DCI means Winter Guard International, and Drum Corps was incorporated, right? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah, and Drum Corps Incorporated. I, we were over here throwing out acronyms, and they had, I'm pretty sure most of these guys don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Probably, while they're listening, they're probably like, W-G-I. So you okay. being like the people that tore the flags and drum corps and uh, then like played drums along and now they have people that play brass instruments and uh, just winter in- uh, wind instruments in general. 
Anyway, yeah. I go on. I'm sorry. I just have to explain yeah. that about. <laughs> yeah. No, you're fine. Just, just, just to make it a little bit more simpler for now, this is more banned for banned kids. <laughs> right. And one one, th- <laughs> one thing that I will add to that is that yeah, we're using acronyms, but if 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 it if it leaves the community questioning what is this, then go yeah. ahead and look look go ahead look, and look, look up. Right. right. Exactly. Right. They'll they'll look in the they'll look in the right direction and they'll see like this. When especially the the passion behind WGI and just the sport of the arts, really, because when you look at these performances that these people do, they're off the field or they come off the floor crying because it's emotion. You'll see people in the state like what what um okay when you think of sports, why is one why is one person why would one person cry over a sport? Just answer me that. Why would one person cry over a sport? Because they would win, right? Yeah. It's not only on the fact of winning. It's actually putting everything out there that you exactly. have been working your butt off for and accomplishing a goal that you have always just wanted to do. Right, and that was and, my next point. When, you, when, when in WGI, they're not just crying because, like, the season's over or that they put everything on the floor, but they, they actually feel it in their performance. They can, some, you never know, someone's going through a hard time, someone's parent just passed, dog died, moving, friendships ruined because someone doesn't understand what it means to truly be a performer in WGF. So all their emotion that they use is all drained out of it and put off onto that field. And some people just won't understand that. Yeah, and for for people for 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 people in that area, and like other like foreign type of events, that's their getaway. That's where they can just do what they want to do right then and there, and don't have to worry about everything else for that moment. Exactly. And so, like you know, we can't just sit here and you know praise all these athletes that. Who really did put all their put their all into the game? You know, both the Rams and the Patriots. You know, people that play high school and you know college ball, or even like little league ball for any any sport. You know, they put all they have onto the field or in on the court wherever they're playing, and they do all they can. They get off. They're they're emotional, and they you know it just shows how much they care about their team, about what they're doing how much it means to them, and, you know, it, it just reflects just so much about how much, you know, effort goes into all the things that these people do. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm happy for Equinox that they got that kind of exposure because despite this complex article, they're getting, they're going to be getting a lot, not just not just them, they're going to, like, a lot of these drum corps, like drum corps and indoor drum lines, they're going to be looking to these guys because these are all talented people. If you're in, like, any of those groups, you're, you're a talented person, you know, so they're going to, a lot of those people are going to have new opportunities opened up for them going forward, either in the music business or in the arts and performance business as a whole. But right. uh, just just as a side, and I'm just going to say this and leave it off there, um, there's a point at the end of the Super Bowl when the Patriots win. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched the Super Bowl in two weeks. Get off your ass. Um, Tom Brady kissed the owner of the Patriots. So, I, I, I mean, like, 
there's heart and soul, but then there's there's that. I mean, I, I've never seen another man passionately kiss another man like that. I found him a, a father and stuff. So, Tom Brady, suspect. I'm calling you up. <laughs> oh my god! I'm calling you up. All right. But, um, to wrap it up, let's just leave that there. <laughs> To, to wrap this up, to wrap this up, basically don't look at race. It's drums in a gym. Well, in this case, drums in a stadium. Just respect the musicians. But on to the on to the next topic. Speaking of musicians, the Twenty One Savage situation. Him possibly being deported back to his home country. Thoughts about this? Okay, let I me be out of. Oh, wait, go ahead. Let, let me be the one to say. Now, when I heard when I heard this, I was like, "What? Are you serious?" And then there's a Vogue, there's a Vogue video of him basically Where he's like talking in that, in that accent. Yes. Yeah, I have seen that before this happened, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> But but that brings me to this, like okay, yeah, that that that's one hint. But I may be incorrect, but I've seen sources to where it says his whatever whatever it is for you know deportation or whatever the card they use. I don't know what's called. There, yeah, I, he had to up. He, he had to renew his visa because it was out of date, and they got it, him for that. But the thing was. I don't think it's his fault because 21 Savage is our age, but it expired in 2006. So, what? He's, uh, I'll wait. I'll wait on that. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's 2019. That's 13 years ago. How old were we 13 years ago? We were 10 or 9. If I'm doing math right, we were either 10 or 9, so that's not his responsibility. I mean, the guy's here, he's making music. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Him renew his passport? Or his visa and come right back. That's literally what can happen. I mean, he can renew. He can renew his visa and come right back. I don't think the man should go to jail for it because it's not really his fault. At the age of ten and nine, what are you, you don't have any obligations or you don't have any methods of renewing your visa. That's all. That's a fault on your guardian or whomever. Okay, so I'll, I'll voice my opinion on this. Uh, one, okay, yes, it was 13 years ago, understandable, but he knew exactly where he was from, and when he became of age, he was making so much money, he just should have honestly went to the U.S. government or went to ICE and just said, hey, I want to go through the process of renewing my visa or going through the process of earning my residency for the United States. He should have done that when he became 18 or whenever he became 21. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. like, so he did, as a, as a grown man, have that responsibility to go ahead and handle that on his own. I'm not going to, like, yes, it is primarily on his parents for not going through that process. But if they were living in the, if, if, if they were living in Atlanta, you know, just kind of slumming it, and didn't have the money, then, you know, we can't put that on people, because residency, and I have friends that are, you know, of immigrant, uh, no, that are immigrants, that stuff is, 
an expensive venture. And that's why a lot of people do come into this country illegally and have no, or come in legally. And then once their visa expires, it's just super expensive. Just to get that new, you know, I can just, I can understand probably where they were coming from with not getting that handled immediately or over the course of, but 13 years, eh, yeah, it's a little long. <laughs> Uh, or, no, so he became the age of 18 or when he was old enough to make, no, when he was making his own money. But, again, I personally think he should have went to ICE because he, you know when your visa is up. <laughs> you know. I'm pretty sure he wasn't ignorant to that fact. He doesn't, I'm not going to say he's a stupid or ignorant man because he looks like he's competent enough to know what's going on. Despite his demeanor, he, he knew exactly what was going on. So he should have handled what he needed to handle to ensure one, like, his, like, he can still make music. It's not like his music career is going to be tarnished. But to ensure his music career in the state was secured and to ensure that he can go ahead and keep living here comfortably while still doing what he needed to do as a businessman and as a musician. Uh, what I got to say on this topic, because when I heard about this, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. Because when I thought, I was like, we're going to have the wrong people look at this and, one, make means of it, which that has been done. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, world, for not failing on that. And, two, just the wrong people just, like, trying to dig into the topic, like, oh, no, he should get deported, and then, like, try to look at all the, like, deportation stuff and just be like, man, deportation is wrong and all and whatnot. Because they're just looking at it just for him. And I'm like, don't look at it just for him. Look at it as other people also have the same issue. Just don't focus on the one famous guy that's being deported. Because, exactly. because oh, y'all thought he was from, from the Georgia area. And then y'all realized he opened there drinking tea and eating crumpets. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, one, I agree with Jamie. When he got updated and was actually making money, he should have went up to whoever he needed to go to and be like, hey, so I'm updated. I've been here for a while, and um, I need to renew this. And what's the process I got to go to for, like, changing, like, my residency to the good of U.S. of A? Yeah, and regardless of how long that process took, he has the money, and it doesn't matter how much. It's not, like, it's not like he couldn't afford to go through that or he wouldn't have the time. He had enough money and enough capital to go ahead and take a break from music if he needed to, to go and handle whatever he wanted to, or he just could have toured or whatever he needed. But like I said, you know, like how Ray's agreeing with me, he should have handled what he needed to handle to secure his financial well-being, and his living status here in the state. Question yeah. for the group real quick. Okay. Does does anyone know how this came up as an issue? The origins no. of this? No. Not like an origin for it, no. Shaq, what's your take about this? You know what? Like, my brother was talking about this like a lot recently. And, and granted, it's like from what y'all saying too, like, when he did have enough money, he should have, like, already, like, you know, I guess, like, like had this done already, you know, and all that other good stuff. But, like, 
I think for me, I was like, what? This man's a 16. He's from that place. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know he was from that place. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I, that was the biggest shocker for me. But other than that, like, it's just for me, I don't really care for much of 21. Yeah, no, it's not just you. I, I really don't care for him as well. I barely, I, I was, to be honest, like, the only song that I knew that was just from 21 that I listened to was, what's it called, Bank Account. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, hmm. I, you know, I had a, I, I knew him from, like, features, like, uh, what's that called, Rockstar with uh, Post Malone. But, like, I just, I didn't care about 21. He, he was, I don't know. I think when he first was coming out with music, I just wasn't into it. But I tried to listen to some of his stuff recently. I got my two songs. I think I just started liking to listen to. But you talking about this song J. Cole in it? A lot. I mean, yeah, I yeah. like a lot because I saw the music video and they guess that, that song was on an album he released in 2018. So, like yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, I, I don't really care much for the guy, but he he should have done better. Things can be turned around for him. The thing is, like the people that are getting him for it are also putting out things like, oh yeah, so like the whole like gangster like facade that he is putting out there, yeah, that's all totally false. Oh, yeah. okay. So while we were talking about this, and I want to go into the whole Demi Lovato thing right after this, uh, I was looking into why and how, because Jesse asked, how did this come about to how he, you know, how they found out about it? Um, an article posted by Vulture kind of delved into it, uh, and it states, and I'm not going to abbreviate anything, it's believed that Savage may have ended up on ISIS radar after uh, he applied for a U visa in 2017. A U visa is a non-immigrant visa that's reserved for victims of certain crimes who have suffered from mental or physical abuse or, uh, and are uh, helpful to law enforcement and government officials. Uh, it's approved for approximately uh, 10,000 people annually uh, to the Hill. Um, it's likely Savage was arrested in 2014 on felony drug charges. He may have uh, simply told authorities that he was from Atlanta, which probably didn't uh, raise any red flags at the time. And ICE has, uh, has not said anything about the timing of the arrest, just that it was pre-planned. So what possibly happened was when he applied for that U visa, it had to go through ICE at some point. And when someone got a hold of that, they probably had to do a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of back tracing to see where his origins was because it probably wasn't lining up appropriately. Uh. And then he Oh, yeah, he's not from here. <laughs> so like, hey, he's like, hey, no, nah, look at this. Like, what, what? It's not where he's from. <laughs> okay, okay, hold up before we move on a little bit. I'm on Time's website, and they posted an article about 21, and I'm going to quote exactly what the article says. The law firm in its statement linked Abraham Joseph's arrest by eyes to lyrics in his song A Lot, in which he criticized family separations at U.S.-Mexico border, went through some things but couldn't imagine my kids stuck at the border, Flint still need water, 
Bibbas was innocent, couldn't get lawyers. He raps on the trap. Huh, okay. So apparently Ice arrested him five days after this song was released. Could be connected. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, my wife always saw, like, when the, the uh, video, music video came up on the trending page for YouTube, and it's like, hey, God, what is this? By the way, that's a pretty good song. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot's a really good song. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, I like that. I like that song a lot. Also, Jay's Cole verse. Yeah, Jay's Cole verse. Cole verse was was lit. I feel like Jay Cole, you know, brings a little bit of magic into any song that he's in. Can we just go ahead and confirm that? Yeah, like he has an aesthetic with him that he can make something good out of it. In his song, um, Middle Child, it, 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 it basically gives it for himself. And it tells exactly, like, he came in the rap game primarily, like, in between the mumble rappers and in between all the old MCs. And to me, he's, like, he's my favorite rapper. That's all I'm going to say. Like, of course I'm going to be, like, biased towards J. Cole. But, I mean, look, he... He's J. Cole, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh. So, J. Cole came in at the back end of the lyricism age of when that was still, like, appreciated by both fans and the entertainment industry. It was him, Kendrick Lamar, Wale, Big Sean that were, like, the big names for lyricism and just flow as a whole in the rap game. So, you know... He's not wrong. Like those guys initially are the middle children of the hip hop landscape. You know? Yeah. Okay. We we could we could spend a whole episode talking about J Cole. To be honest. <laughs> Yo, we actually can. But but move, moving on with this twenty one situation, Demi Lovato's tweet about twenty one and how she had to quit Twitter over that tweet. Like Demi Lovato, she tweeted out. Basically, like, oh, these 21 Savage Dreams are the best part of my Super Bowl experience. And everybody was just like, who are you talking to, you little drug addict? Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody just blamed her. Again, and she was, was like, it's just about the memes, not his situation or anything. I'm laughing just at the memes that you guys are making about this. <laughs> exactly. And, like, fucking, so, so, even, like, I was, I don't follow her on Twitter, but I follow her on Instagram, because Demi Lovato, if you're listening to this, you know, my name is Jamie, you can just come find me anywhere, dog. Come on. Just, just come on. <laughs> we, we can talk about this. But, um, Demi, like, she posted on Instagram, I think that same day, just a meme of, you know, how it was uh, uh, 21 Savage writing with a quill on a piece of paper, and all it said is how 21 really writes his music, right? It wasn't about him getting reported, and it wasn't anything to do with uh, about it or making fun of him. Like, she was just like, you know, it was a funny meme about how he writes his music. And people just, like, came for her so hard. Like Ray said they did on Twitter, they came for her just as hard on Instagram, calling her a druggie, you know, an addict, all this stuff. And I'm just like, is this really 
and like, and, you know, she it had the pictures of people that were commenting on it. And I'm sorry to say this, but they were predominantly black people that that were screenshotted on there. And I'm like, is this really how we're gonna just represent ourselves as, as just like these haters for people that just you know make jokes about other about about our kind about black people? Is that really how we want to be just depicted? You know, we fight so hard for like equality against racism, and then we do such disgusting things like that. I'm just like, why? Like, I, I understand you're a fan of 21, but like, do not let that turn you into an ugly person because you're a fan of an individual. Honestly, as African Americans, we try to do service, but we do a disservice by trying to do our service. And like, just think about just think about that. We as African Americans do a disservice to our service by doing a disservice. Yeah. Like we have the saying, do it for the culture. The thing is, one thing that I have noticed that I have heard plenty of times in the black community is that the black community does not support other black properties, such as, like, if somebody opened, like, a store, like, hey, you should support it. So it's like, nah, I'm good. But, like, we got to look out for each other. And all these other races, they do it. They do it just fine. It's just us. Exactly. I've never seen another race hate on the same. I've never seen another race hate on the man of his race for being successful. And we we are also a race that will just go at each other for being like a lighter tone than another. Right. Right. That is very true. Whoa, 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 Ray. You know you like skin. I can't trust you automatically. According to our boy Friday, I am Raymond Skid. I have been told both. I have actually went around and asked this question at like at Walmart one day, and I was like, "Hey, am I dark skin or light skin?" And it's up. The most people are like, "Well, you kind of in the middle." Like, <laughs> you, you, you're pretty chocolate. <laughs> pretty chocolate. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And you know, even on the topic of this, you know. I don't want it to come off as like we're just over here protecting white people or legitimizing like any kind of hate speech towards any person or any set, you know, any sect of people. I just want this to be uh, a topic of discussion that we have to hold ourselves accountable and we cannot be afraid to know not not criticize, but we have to be able to critique our own, we have to critique our own people and hold ourselves accountable. And I feel like we don't do that enough. Yeah, and also, just for the listeners out there, um, we are all part of this demographic, so we're not, <laughs> like, attacking or being supported towards one side and you're not thinking about the other. We are part of that other side, so don't try to come for us, okay? Because <laughs> if you come for me, I will come back. Pause. Exactly. <laughs> Any more thoughts about this topic? I got nothing more. I swear, like, we can continue this topic and we won't get off the phone. Like, <laughs> any other thing would be good right now, but if somebody says something I have to add in, like, bro, we can talk. Honestly, Jesse, what I feel like you should honestly do 
you should take the whole Equinox discussion and just chop that and then just post it to social. <laughs> that, that's my two cents on that one. Any more thoughts for this episode? Uh, um, always chew with your teeth. Never swallow what? whole. What? Chew, chew with your teeth because you never... I said chew with your teeth and never swallow whole because if you swallow it whole, then you are thought. I mean, you're not. But those are the types that I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What, what else we got going for ourselves here? We're just getting weird. I think we should end it on that note. You said it there? I, I, I agree. Well, yeah. 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 Let's just end it there. Yeah. This has been the Bibbas that speak truth. From all of us, from all of us, take it easy, be breezy, have that peace, love, and positivity. Remember, guys, always let people. Don't love these hoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah.